Hello, everybody. This is Joey, uh, one of the co-hosts of the Disney Universe podcast, and uh, bringing to you another special bonus episode uh, with good friend Udi from the Leaving Today podcast. Uh, we are doing another uh, Gino Carano conversation. Uh, this is part two, and um, we are once again joined by um, Madison, who's uh, part of the, or she does the Doing Talking uh, YouTube channel. And also, uh, we have another guest, Emily, who is a big fan of Gina and um, is part of the uh, GinaCarano.net team. So um, we decided to have another conversation since uh, this is still one of the hottest topics out there, uh, not just in the Star Wars community or fan community, but just, just out there in general. Um, is a conversation that I, I wanted to have with somebody or a couple people that aren't fans of her, but um, I wasn't able to uh, find anybody that wanted to talk. So uh, just letting you know before you listen, it's a great conversation. Um, a lot of great points are made and a lot of, got a lot of good stuff to talk about, but we are all four uh, big fans of Gina Carano. So I hope you enjoy this special bonus episode. <laughs> Okay, guys, so we are back uh, with part two of our Gina Carano conversation, um, myself and Udi. We had such good feedback from the first one, and we're joined uh, by Madison, and she joins us again this time. Uh, how's it going? Hello. Happy to be back. Oh, glad to have you yeah, back. Yeah, great to have you back. And uh, I didn't think we'd get to part two so soon. Yep. But this is the story that is not going away. Yep, great. And so we're also joined by big Gina Carano fan and supporter Emily. So, Emily, thank you for joining us. How you doing? I'm doing well. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, yeah absolutely. This we're we're talking, you know, with our other podcast, Amanda's show, and having having you on, and uh, we had you guys had a lot of letting us know some uh, plans you guys had going on. So, uh, you know, things have kind of. I'd, I won't, I won't I won't go there, but you know, we're here now. We're yeah. still talking about it, yeah. and uh, um, before we get to. I guess the part two of our conversation, uh, uh, since we're just meeting you, Emily, can you tell us a little bit about your background on, you know, not, not just, well, Star Wars, but like what made you a fan of Gina in the first place? Yeah, so I actually, I did watch her when she was a fighter uh, back then. I, I actually, I think I mentioned this in a um, Instagram live that we did last weekend, but I actually used to watch like, Shayna Baszler, Tara LaRosa, a lot of them. And then Gina came on the scene and then I watched her fight some. I, I was a fan. And then I got into like Ronda Rousey and, mm -hmm. and all of that. But mm -hmm. um, I, I knew a little bit about her fight stuff. I, I watched some of her movies. I, I liked Haywire, but I didn't actually start commenting on her Twitter or anything like that until people <laughs> started calling her names that mm -hmm. I, I saw it and I thought she's not any of this stuff because I, th I think people just start throwing things out there without the burden of evidence. Mm -hmm. And I felt like it was my responsibility to speak up in her defense because people were calling her racist and she's not. So that that's when I really started kind of interacting with her and other fans on Twitter. And that's how I, I got connected with the fandom, if mm -hmm. you will, um, and met Madison <laughs> uh, and a lot yes. of the other people <laughs> in our watch party group. So, mm -hmm. yeah. 
And then I'm like, I want to get in this watch party. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was actually kind of funny. Um, We, Madison and I, and some of the others posted a picture. She joined us like a surprise zoom meet um, around Christmas time or the beginning of December of last year. And when we posted that, my inbox just got flooded. People were like, we want to join your, your Zoom group. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> I think a few of those were from me. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. And and Mando. I was commenting as myself and the <laughs> and Mando show. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, we agree, I think, on all of that. Um, I've, I've been following her on Twitter for a long time. And, and no, at no time had I ever felt she was a hateful person. And it's like you could throw – it's no. so easy for somebody to throw out races. That's like saying – that's like the new – like you're ugly, so you're racist. They don't realize yeah. the implications of how big that word is really. And um, it's just, and it's just stupid, but uh, – it, it really is. And, and like I'll have people come in, and most of the time anymore I just ignore them or block them or, <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I, I always – you'll see me put it a lot on Twitter – is um, evidence is the burden of the accuser. Mm -hmm. In other words, if you're accusing me of something, the burden is on you to to provide evidence of what you're claiming I am. Mm -hmm. I I don't have to do that if if you're the one that's accusing me. So, and that usually shuts them up pretty quickly. (laughs) A lot of times I see with haters because they can't. A a lot of times they, they can't prove what they're saying. So rather than just arguing with them and, and then they'll, they'll try to like keep trolling me or whatever. And I, at that point, I'm just like, you know what? I gave you a chance. Mm-hmm. I gave you a chance to prove your point and you haven't done it. So you're not worth my time. Exactly. Nice. Well, very cool. My Twitter has gotten very quiet of late because <laughs> I've either blocked them all or they've blocked me. So <laughs> it's nice and peaceful now. Nice. It's, a, it's a happy place. So. <laughs> Twitter yeah. is never happy, well, but um, you know, Twitter is never a happy place for me. I, I you know, and I, I'll go to on my Twitter comment. I, Joe and I used to work together. We worked together for like a little bit over a year, and every time I'd sit down to lunch, we'd sit down to lunch, you know, and I would open up my phone and I'd go through my Instagram, da, 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 and then I'd be like, oh, time to turn on the Twitter hate, and I'd go on the Twitter because everything I ever saw in my feeds for anything were like. That is horrible. You're horrible. That I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, why am I even on here right now? Because all I'm feeling is like, I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I'm like, oh gosh, man. Wow. So yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the way it feels. But I, I'm glad, you know. I, you know, it's it's kind of like a double edged sword when you talk about social media. You know, you can you can kind of get curated into a into a bubble of like only what you want to hear, and that's not such a good thing. But then, yeah, you have it's bred this kind of thing of people throwing things around and na- for people, they don't even know. I mean, I would never throw uh, those kind of accusations at a person. I didn't know racist, misogynist, uh, sexist, all, all the, all the, you know, very horrible things that, that, that are bad, but they get thrown around so much by people about two people that they have no idea what they're about. And they don't venture in and go like, Hey, what are you about? They never take the time to, figure out what you're about and yeah it becomes such a hateful it's become a hateful mob that uh, is a big problem and 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 that is the one thing that we're facing and this is what happened with gina is that mob of hate for no reason really i mean if you don't like her okay if you are are being judgmental of her or critical okay 
but come at it from a point of like like you're doing, Emily. Give me the proof. Tell me what I did. I want to hear it. And so whenever I've been ac- accused of being everything, anything, I go, okay, tell me what I did. And if you can't give me like a basic thing like you did that, then I think then you're, you don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, I mean, Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, I'm not on Facebook and I've done that on purpose. It, it becomes such a weird place because then we have the community that we can build with, you know, with people like you on that platform. And then we have, and then our podcast, we have that, and we we build that through that that social media. But then we have that other end of it that is just ugly, and that is what has been causing all these problems, I think. And that is where we are with Gina. I mean, she caught the brunt end of it for nothing from a person. When you have anybody like Bill, we'll go to Bill Burr real quick. He he defended her, but even him, and I felt that was kind of rough for me to listen. I'm sure you guys saw that, right? When when he kind of talked about her. And said, you know, she's a sweetheart of a, of a person. But even he was like, now i got to be careful what I say. And I'm like, Bill Burr has to be careful about what he says. This is where we are? Wow. You know, that yeah. that shocked me. Yep. Yeah, if comedians can't spree- speak freely anymore, I mean, who can? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Exactly. The, yeah, the comedian, I mean, you think about, you know, like Dave Chappelle. We'll go there real quick. I mean, when they came after him, I'm like, that is Dave Chappelle. Bill Burr, these people, comedians, need to push the edge. And so then you have – and when you can't even do that, I mean, I, 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 like I said, I'm shocked by it. And then, again, then we go back to, to what, what, how that culture has developed. And now what, where we are now here is looking at you know, the firing of Gina for nothing, really, in my opinion. You know, people are going to go everywhere, but yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that, that is what we've done. And, and – so part of the reason why we're talking here is because I want to talk about you how the fandom hasn't let it go. You know, the the what I what I've been calling some people may find that wrong of me, but I, what I've been calling true Star Wars fans, the ones that are there for the core message of Star Wars, which is hope, 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 hope. And these people who came after her, I don't I don't view them as like real genuine Star Wars fans. So, you know, <sighs> I'm glad that they're not letting go of it. I'm glad that any social media posts, YouTube, they have been flooded. I mean, you could do – they did um, – uh, Star Wars YouTube did another one, the one they posted a couple of days ago. First 20, 30, 40, you know, is Gina Carano quotes. Gina Carano quotes. Gina Carano quotes. I've gone to the Instagram when they did the High Republic. They put that on there. Boom. That got obliterated with people going, knock it off. When they – International Women's Day, same thing the fandom isn't letting it go and and for me that like warms my heart at like so many levels because i'm like here are the people who are really connecting with the 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 message of star wars coming and fighting like joe i think joe yeah joe's wearing his you know the c3 the uh drunk 3po shirt join the rebellion then i'm wearing madison shirt shirt the carano which i love by the way again i i wear yeah. the, i've worn it like 20 <laughs> times i you know but um but that is like you know where I'm super proud of the the, the fandom coming up and, and speaking up for our what what we hold true and what Star Wars means to us. I don't know what that what, what do you guys think? Well, more than just the comments, it's been the the like dislike ratio. Like, there's way more dislikes on all these videos too than there are likes, which is just a straight up numbers evidence right there of what's going on. I think that Lucasfilm is catering to a very specific segment of the fandom right now and they're alienating a large portion of it 
And I think that's, I mean, straight up, it's just a poor business decision. Um, when you're something like Star Wars, one of the biggest franchises there is, you need to try to welcome as many people mm-hmm. into your fold as possible because you, you shouldn't just assume, oh, it's Star Wars. Everybody's going to come along for the ride with us anyway. A lot of people are going to just start staying home from the theater or they're, maybe they won't click on that show on Disney+. Plus. You know, they, something like Star Wars is for every end of the political spectrum. It's not just for a certain group of people. And so I think they're making a big mistake here. Yeah. Yeah, I I have to agree with Madison. Uh, most well with with the fandom as large as Star Wars, I think you can kind of look at it like America. And you're going to have your people on your left and you're going to have your people on your right. And as a businesswoman, I can tell you you don't really want to cater to one specific political group. You just don't because your customers you value all of your customers. Now, obviously, you're not going to attract everyone, and that and that's fine. Um, but like you mentioned, it does have an underlying message of hope. That is what Star Wars is about, and hope is for everyone. It's not just for Democrats or Republicans. It, it's for everyone, even apolitical people. Mm-hmm. So what they did, and, and, and here's the thing. I, I mentioned, like, as a businesswoman, Disney does have – the right to, and the freedom to do whatever they want to do with their business. Now there are some, you know, hiring and um, equality laws and, and there are business ethics, but so they, they can fire and hire whoever they want. With that being said, if you're going to fire someone for posting or making a Holocaust reference, then you need to be fair and apply that to everyone. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't necessarily have an issue. I, I think that what they did is wrong as the fan of Gina Carano, but I don't have an issue with them, you know, doing business and, and deciding, okay, we, we want to sever our business relationship with Gina Carano. That That's not what I have an issue with. What I have an issue with is that what they did is unfair mm-hmm. because they didn't apply that to Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. and that that's not fair. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that to me is breaking business ethics. And that's what's bothered me is the whole double standard mm-hmm. of everything. Yeah, and 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 you know not only Pedro, but if you look at who they've come vocally in support of, and they continue, and they've allowed, in my opinion, very very bad, very bad behavior by a lot of their employees on social media, and even. Again, having that argument about, um, you know, the the one the one that I hear all the time. Well, you know, she signed a contract and social media, and that I, I get, and and I've never argued that point ever. You know, do I? Am I the type of guy who's very? I'm very libertarian in thought. I'm like you, think like you want to think. I don't care. It isn't my business what you believe in and what you think. I'm not going to hold judgment against you on that because it isn't my business. But when when they don't apply it, when when they try to act like that is what they're doing, and when you're clearly not doing that, you know that is where I become uh, that that thing of the double sand and the hypocrisy really just drives me crazy. I get very worked up. There there are very few things I hate in this world. One are bad drunks, two are hypocrites, 
So they, so that is one of the things that, that I cannot handle. So, yeah, that has been my problem from the beginning. Like, look, you, you have producers, you have people who've worked at Lucasfilm. Some of the tweets that they have put out are in, in, any, in any culture, in any society, any civilized society are just not okay. You know, putting MAGA kids in wood chippers, not okay. You know, even if they're saying, oh, go ahead and put a liberal in a, in a wood chipper, not okay. All those things are not okay, but they're allowed, they're being allowed by Disney. And it's kind of, in my opinion, is emboldening that and creating a further problem. So they're painting themselves into a corner, and it is just a bad place to be. And I'm, again, going back to hope is we're fighting back on that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of want to touch a little bit on like the business aspect of, of what they're doing. I, I saw a lot of those posts and, and the the thing that came across my mind is this is horrible customer service, mm-hmm. what, how they're treating fans online. And like Disney to me has always been really good at the customer experience. When you go to Disneyland or you go to Disney world, I mean, they have, I I've sat through like customer service training for, I know our, our local college here did it for like restaurants and stuff. And they use Disney mm-hmm. as like a model of great customer service and providing a great customer experience. And that, in my mind, that that's what I associated with Disney. But then when I saw how those producers and those Star Wars and Disney employees were treating fans, because to me, fans are customers. Mm-hmm. And, I, and when I saw how they were treating them, I thought this is horrible and it's not consistent with the, the culture that I associated or the level of customer service that I associated with Disney. So that's number one for me. Like you guys need to look at your employees and you need to see how they're treating people, the the fans and the customers, and you need to address that. And, and I am, I'm conservative, but I, I tend to lean pretty heavily towards like the libertarian side as well. So it's like, I have this inner war about like <laughs> allowing people or people having the freedom to post what they want on mm-hmm. their pages. But then again, like if you're associated with a public company like that and you have it in your bio or something, then you need to be a little bit more careful, especially when you're in, in positions of leadership, because I feel like when you do that as a director, it's almost like you're giving permission to other employees to do, to behave the same way, essentially. Well, I mean, talking about customer service, what happened at Disney World with that little girl at Galaxy's Edge where she was asking about, you know, if they had any car and yeah. toys and the, the workers like, who's that? You know, it starts doing that whole thing. And you're supposed to, I mean, first of all, it's a kid, like, mm-hmm. The fact that they would treat a kid like that, that is so unprofessional. Mm-hmm. Like these people in the Disney parks are so well-trained supposedly in all kinds of customer situations and to straight up kind of manipulate almost <laughs> a child like that is, was just horrible to see. Yeah. When, Oh, real quick. Uh, when I saw that, I was like, wow, like who is, who's the real child in this video right yeah. now? Cause I mean, Wow. Yeah. I, I saw that. I yeah, just... I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen that video, and you know what? I, I don't want to because I think I'll just get mad. Um, yeah, you can't, you can't do that. And at the, you know, going to the base level of, of, of customer service, like you're talking about, Emily. Yeah, and then Madison, you're bringing up. It is a bad, 
business decision to go down this route. And the only yeah. way the only way we can do that now is what we have, what the fandom has been doing is beginning the the social media, you know, battle and pushback. And to me, like I said, it warms my heart to see all these people continuing and not letting up. So my 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 question then to both of you is we continue down this route, which I think we are. I think we're not we're not letting this one go. Um, and we shouldn't. We should not let this one go. We've drawn the line in the sand, and I think we're like here no further. And that is where I really feel we are. And the fandom is, I mean, there's no coordinated effort. It is just people finally going, we have had enough of this, and we want, and yeah, it's rallying around Gina and that character of Cara Dune. If you have heard the rumors about how integral Cara Dune, the Cara Dune character was going to be, like I was listening to the video kind of talking about it, and I kind of went, look, I'm, I stopped listening to it because I was getting upset. <laughs> because here I lost this, here we lose this character for nothing, for really nothing, and I got mad. But yeah, where do you guys, what, what do you guys feel, we continue down the route, what what would what would make you happy? Like, are you going to be happy with like, okay, we want Gina back, and we will be happy when they apologize and they bring her back? Or wh- where where would you guys be? I guess satisfied with a response from Disney. I know, uh, real quick, my my co-host that I do with my other show, my my Disney show, he told me, and he's a Star Wars fan, but not nearly like like us. Okay, and he literally said, right now, and this is go back to business. Unless Disney apologizes and brings her back, I want nothing to do with Star Wars. He's like, I'm done. They, it has nothing for me. And right then and there, I'm like, see, this is a bad business on that sheer level. But again, like I said, where do you guys – what would make you feel like, okay, we're okay now? It, what, what would it take for Disney to kind of get you back to being okay, we're okay with you, Disney, at that level? First of all, I don't I don't want her to go back to that environment because it just feels like such a toxic, a, a double standard environment. I don't I don't I think she deserves better than that, and she's got better things coming her way than that. Um, I, I don't. All I want from Disney and Lucasfilm is just equal treatment. I just want everybody like. <sighs> Bob Chapik is very clearly like propping up one side and downplaying the other. Yeah. You know, his, his, the way he addressed that whole Gina Carano question on his conference call or whatever that was like saying, Oh, we don't, we don't support or play to one side or yeah. the other. And I'm like, yeah. yes, you do. <laughs> you I mean, not to bring up do. the high Republic th- thing again, but they hired Christina Ariel to host this show. Mm-hmm. She posts all kinds of very controversial very leftist tweets and they publicly support her on the star Wars Twitter profile. They're like, we stand with her. They didn't know such thing for Gina Carano. And so I, I don't, I I don't expect an apology from them, honestly, but I, I guess just going forward, I want less pandering to one side. I just want it to be equal, not downplaying one side or the other, just make star Wars, make good content, tell good stories and quit doing this double standard. That's all I ask. Agreed. Emily? So for me, I I think they have a huge culture, culture issue in Disney. Mm-hmm. And in Lucasfilm, absolutely. Um, I, I agree with Madison. I, I don't really want to see Gina go back. Obviously, she's her own person. She can do whatever she wants, but it's so toxic. And the evidence of that is 
everything that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking for for special treatment for conservatives or, you know, give them a safe space or whatever at, at Disney or Lucasfilm. That, that's not what I'm asking. I'm asking exactly what Madison has mentioned. And that is just equality, like let everyone just do their own thing. And why does it have to be political? Why can't we just have entertainment? Yeah. And, you know, if people want to, post their own beliefs or or things on their own Twitter pages or Instagram, then okay. Like Pedro Pascal does that on his uh, Twitter and you know, this good do that. (laughs) That's what you believe. Mm -hmm. But why does, why do we have to bring this into entertainment and, you know, talking about um, Ariel and and everything that she posted, like, Ooh, (laughs) yeah. That's that's part three alone. Yeah, good good one. Exactly. Maybe that should be its own part. Oh, yeah. But volume three. Volume three, yeah. And four and five. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. What I'd like to see is Disney to clean up their own house before they bring any, like, bring Gina or anyone else back. They need to look at their leadership because what I, what I know or from past experience is a lot of times that stuff happens from the top down. Mm-hmm. Like it's usually not your lower level employees mm-hmm. that are the issue. You need to look at your, your leadership, your president, your vice president, your CEO, all of them. And you need to start there. And until they get the culture, right. Then all of this down here is not going to matter. Okay. So I think you need to look at Kathleen Kennedy, Bob, all of them and say, you know, are, are we, yeah, I say that we don't let leave, lean left or right, but do we really? Yeah. And they need to start listening to shareholders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, customers are a part of the shareholder. They, they may not own stock in a company, but they buy product. So they're a part of that. They're stakeholders. I, let me clarify that for people <laughs> that are technical. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're known as stakeholders. They buy products. And they need to start listening to their customers when customers are, you know, posting comments on, on all of their YouTube videos or downvoting people are not happy and they need to start listening to their customers and making changes because if they don't, then there's going to be another company that'll come up that will listen to their customers and will cater to them. And we'll produce content that those customers want and Disney will be no more. That's and and we say, oh, Disney's too big and powerful. Like there there's been so many companies in in the past that have, you know, that are that no longer exist because they did not listen to their customers. Mm-hmm. So to me, I would just like to see Disney listen to their customers. Yeah, absolutely. Um and I was just kind of piggyback on that is that they have so much their hands in so many things 20th century marvel pixar and so and and lucasfilm obviously so um i know one one thing that i keep telling people is like yeah disney's ahead of it but all these calls have been mostly lucasfilm decisions but then disney's like okay yeah obviously they're they're not going to conflict with like when they said about Kathleen Kennedy, like, oh, yeah, she, she you know, they're not going to say they're going to fire her anytime mm-hmm. soon. But, um, yeah, but well, the, the, but like I said, Bob Chapek, the order has to come down and they got to 
obviously they're reeling from these decisions that these other companies Lucasfilm are doing. And but and just like you said, his his excuse of oh no, we don't lean one way or the other. I mean, it, we're we're not big fans of Bob Chapek here at all. Mm-hmm. So um, being that he's the head of this company kind of irks us very, very much. And that little uh, phone call that he did was yeah. BS. I mean, I'm not going to say anything, I mean, but, but that, but one thing real quick, I, I, I really want them to, as much as I want to see more Kara uh, and the stories, I, I, I don't, if Gina doesn't want to come back, if they, I want them to at least apologize and make note that like, we did not handle this professionally and we apologize even if she doesn't want to come back, Absolutely. but but the fact that we're they're erasing this great character is that's the thing that yeah. sorry, but pisses me off the most is you know yeah we don't agree with her politics, but we're going to erase her from artwork, we're going to erase her from the books, take away the toys, you know action figures, sorry, <laughs> the collectibles, and uh it, and that's just not like you said bad business, mm-hmm. bad customer service. I mean, I, I think the whole difference in the way the company is being run now is that George Lucas is very left-leaning in his politics, mm-hmm. but he never made anyone feel unwelcome mm-hmm. in Star Wars. He was like, Star Wars is for everybody. Mm-hmm. He made you feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Kathleen Kennedy does not make you feel that way. <laughs> oh, especially it's that Oscar beautiful. video. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fade in. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I think with... Um, when they ask if, if they were going to fire Kathleen Kennedy um, and Bob's answer, I, I think what they're trying to do is allow Lucasfilm to basically kind of operate on its own, mm-hmm. which I can kind of understand that. Like you, you don't want to like as a CEO or as the leader of a company, you don't really, or you shouldn't really get too much into the creative process because it, it's really just your job to run the company mm-hmm. and to kind of, you know, provide the financial aspect of it and just let them do the creative work because that's what they do best. And I, I do honestly believe that allow employees to do their best work and you just step back. With that being said, <laughs> <laughs> um, Kathleen Kennedy is making a lot of decisions that are not good mm-hmm. for Lucasfilm. And for the fans, the, the fans are not happy. You can see that on social media. And it's not just about Gina. I mean, there's a lot of things. I, I think it's them just focusing on this High Republic stuff. Fans are not happy. So as, again, coming back to Bob, like it's his responsibility to, st- to get the ship back on course. Mm-hmm. If you're the captain of the ship, I mean, you might have, you know, a first mate or, or whatever, and if they're not, if they start to get the ship off course, it's your responsibility to get it back on course and then let everyone get back to doing what they do best. So I, I can I think, understand why they're doing that. But at the same time, it's like you need to bring Kathleen Kennedy in. Yep. I think there's a lot of problems that a lot of us ignored for a long time because we liked mm-hmm. most of the content that was mm-hmm. coming out. But when you look back at it now, it's like Rogue One had a lot of issues solo major issues there you look at the sequel trilogy now that we have the whole thing it's like they didn't plan this thing out they didn't they did not they they changed major story elements at the last minute and you can tell because it doesn't match up that goes up to the top there like (laughs) kathleen kennedy did not manage that trilogy well yeah 
And mm-hmm. so in my opinion, she hasn't proven herself even on that side of things, the business side of things as a competent leader of this company. You guys talking about Kathleen Kennedy is kind of uh, in my, the way I look at it is that is the, the pinpoint. If we want, we want to look at where maybe a lot of the, the issues that we're having is coming from her, from leadership top down. Um, yeah, any company I've ever worked with, I've worked for, luckily, some very, very good companies. And, you know, I think we've all been, like, really good and really bad. I've worked for, with some horrible companies and small companies, and the leadership was terrible. And it came from the top down. And and I think you're, you're right in, in the thought that any problems we're having or issues that we're having with Lucasfilm right now has to be pointed at Kathleen Kennedy. You look at anything, I mean, we can go back to even the political spectrum you know, right now where we are, Joe Biden is our president. That is where we point if there's an issue with the country. Prior was Trump. Before him was Obama. You know, any way you look at it, you have to look at the, the, the culture being built. So Kathleen Kennedy, to me, as much as I respect her prior work, you know, being an executive producer, she has been involved in a ton of things that I love. Indiana Jones, I can go on it, you know. And I also recognize why George, when he sold Lucasfilm, said, okay, here is Kathleen Kennedy, someone who has worked with me, should have an understanding of where, I, where th- this IP that I've created and has where I would want it to go and where to build. Who wouldn't trust her with it? I would have. If I'm George, given that time and that decision-making time, I would have been like, heck yeah, she knows. We've, who knows what kind of conversations they had? You know, um, I think when you look back at it, I mean, going back to the um, when they did the BTS for the Mandalorian, when you're talking with Dallas Bryce Howard, she was talking about how George Lucas and, and her dad, Ron Howard, were talking. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember that that story for me, like struck me I'm like, oh, my God, can you imagine being Bryce Dallas Howard sitting in a, at a table with those two guys and they're talking about creative things? I would just love to have been like flying the wall like I'm just going to. I'm not going to say where I just want to listen to everything you're saying and absorb. So, yeah, for me, Kathleen Kennedy initially was totally like, yeah, it made sense to me at the time. I'm like, OK, well, at least Kathleen Kennedy's going to be there and we're going to be OK because, you know, Disney taking over. We all had a little bit of like, oh, what are we going to do? And then now we have the culture that we're seeing coming out very, very uh, is becoming clearer and clearer. The culture of, of what has been built there. And now a lot of people are coining now the, the Favreau faction and the Kathleen Kennedy faction, you know. And to me, a lot of it is rumor. You know, you're not going to ever be able to prove one way or the other if that's real. But looking at what's coming out and looking how the company is reacting, I think there's a big problem there. And Kathleen Kennedy, you have to point at her at the culture that is being built or has been built and what has been coming out. Um, and now I can look at her critically and go like, hey, the, the products that you have been directly involved with haven't been that good. A lot of problems, like Madison, you were saying. Solo, you know, problems that we have with that. You know, um, Rogue One, you know, firing. How many How many directors are you going to fire? To me, that is shows bad leadership, not bad employees. That shows bad leadership. So to me, I'm like... Look, they haven't announced her extension of, of a contract yet. It's coming up, I think, end of the year, I think is what it is. Um, and so I'm hoping, like, somebody up there goes, 
regardless of what we agree with her on a political spectrum, maybe, but dollars and cents, money. We are a business. Going back to the business part of it, she is becoming a liability to the company. And if they can't figure that out, then I'm like, then then you're letting your whatever, if you have a, a an ideology, then you're letting your ideology take over your business. That isn't good for business, period. And that, and like you were saying, Emily, that could lead to the end of the company. We're not talking like tomorrow or even five years, but 10 years, 15 years down the road, maybe, if they continue down this road. And maybe not Disney, but Lucasfilm, that could easily cause a downfall. I mean, movie studios rise and fall all the time, so that could be the same thing. So I think, yeah, Kath, I throw a lot of uh, criticism at Kathleen Kennedy because I think she's deserved of that. And at the bare minimum, because she's in the position of leadership. So, yeah, I think, I think it's go ahead. very interesting that Kevin Feige is being brought in to do a Star Wars movie. That struck me as very strange when that was first announced. And say, you know, say what you will about Marvel. I'm a big Marvel fan. I know there's a lot of people out there who aren't as big of fans of Marvel, mm-hmm. but you can't deny that it is a well-oiled machine. Yep. Like, they crank out the good content consistently. Look at their series now that they're putting out on Disney Plus. Solid. Equal equality yeah. to their movies. Uh, Kevin Feige is undeniably kind of a visionary. He was able to oversee this whole cinematic universe and keep it pretty well organized. Mm-hmm. And Star Wars is lacking that. And I, I'm wondering if Disney is starting to see that. You know, is Kevin Feige going to come in and help? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, but I think it's strange that he's being brought in to direct a Star Wars movie. I know he's a big Star Wars fan, but I'm kind of like, hmm, what's going on here? <laughs> yeah, it shows perfectly what you can do with having a big number of different directors with different te- uh, filming styles and visions. But as long as you, as you have one in concrete story that you want to follow all the way through, how good a movie could be. Because I, I, I think the... The sequel trilogy did, did start off good with Force Awakens. Um, it, really good character setup, um, minus the death of Han Solo, but that's something different. But then, all right, we're going to pass on this movie to a different writer, not just director, but a different writer. Then we're going to do the third one with another different writer, which, again, and Trevorrow got fired <laughs> before mm-hmm. even that even started. So just, I do enjoy the sequel trilogy, but I'm also adult enough to say that it was a mess. Uh, the continuity was definitely not there. Mm-hmm. And like you said, them that they're bringing Kevin Feige who can handle a big cinematic universe and, you know, as different as these films are, like, and I said, these directors are, you still got con- continuity between the movies, between the TV shows. And I got excited when he got announced for uh, working for Lucasfilm. And especially the way the, almost expanded universe of the Mandalorian era shows are going to come out. That's like, that's MCU right there. You know, the heroes of the Republic, Ahsoka and uh book of Boba Fett. And it, yeah, it's just so annoying. There's, um, <laughs> we haven't even mentioned this, but there were two Mandalorian books. Like there was a Mandalorian original novel yep. that was supposed to come mm-hmm. out and the visual dictionary, like both just straight up got canceled. Like, and they'd already been pushed back, and it's like, that's weird, you know? If mm-hmm. they were just going to, like, remove the Cara Dune sections, they could do that and still put out the book. Yeah. But at that point, I'm like, is that even the issue here, or is there something else going on? Like, I don't know. You know, 
I kind of wanted to comment a little bit on what Udi had mentioned with like Kathleen Kennedy and, and how George Lucas had handpicked her. And I 100% agree. Like some of her other work was great, but I think that's a great example of how sometimes employees are really, really good at what they do. So you look at them and you, and you think, Oh, I'm going to promote in-house, but sometimes what makes a good employee does not always make a good leader. And Kathleen Kennedy, she did great as an executive producer Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, she deserves the kudos and, and the accolades that with her past projects, but whenever she was promoted, as soon as George Lucas started seeing some of the decisions that she was making, he he should have then corrected. And and I think it's important to realize that, especially in business, you, when you see something like that happen, you need to say, Oh, you know, maybe, maybe we shouldn't have promoted her and and maybe we need to put her back in the spot that she shines. Mm. Um, Because sometimes, like I said, what makes a really good employee does not always make a good leader. And I think that's what we're seeing with Kathleen Kennedy. I, I don't want to heap too much hate on her or, or anything like that. I, I do think that she did some great stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think that the position that she's in now is the position that she should be in. No. And, well said. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, now that made me remember, I, I was in a very direct, I, I can, in my life, I, I ran, I ran a shop, a bike shop, and at one point in time I needed to back away, step away from it for a lot of personal things going on. And I had a guy underneath me that I was had been mentoring to be, you know, take over because eventually, you know, my thing isn't to be here forever. I'm going to move on. And, you know, and I looked at him and went, okay, I think, you know, you have, uh, you know, I've been mentoring you because you're a great employee. You have X, Y, Z. And I said, okay, I'm going to put you in charge while I back away. He came in and made a mess of everything. It was a, literally a year and a half of him making a mess, and then I finally had to, like, come back and go, okay, well, you didn't do that, and it was my fault for not correcting. So that, you know, you, you said, I'm like, holy crap, I've been through that. <laughs> holy crap, I went through that exact situation where I should have stepped yeah. in far sooner to try to correct what was going on, but I didn't. And, you know, so, no, I, I agree with you 100%. George could have at, at any at that early point been like, hey, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, what do you, what, what's going on? And but he didn't. And, you know, and I, who knows what was going on in his life? The, the man is secretive. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, you're right. I think Kathleen Kennedy deserves kudos for a lot of the things she's done. But right now, it doesn't mean that we're not going to heap hate on her for being critical about what she's doing right now. I'm be, we're being critical. I'm not the way I look yeah. at it. I'm not being hateful. I'm being critical. No. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and as a leader, that's that's her responsibility is is to take the blame for what she has not done right. You know, we're going to praise her. Let's let's praise her for what she did right. But then we also need to be critical about what she has done wrong. And that is essentially creating an atmosphere where only one side of or or yeah, one side of the political spectrum feels welcome. Mm-hmm. And that's that's not what Star Wars is about. No. And I, I don't know, you know, in, in the Star Wars universe, in some of the books later on. So in the movies, they talk about like, you know, that there's hope and um, there's a very defined line between the light side and the dark side. But then as 
the when you read in the books as the characters mature luke i mean there's a lot of i i can't name like a specific book off the off of the top of my head but when you read his story he starts to mature and and realize that even on the rebellion side that there were some political issues and i think that's what i really liked about the whole star wars universe is it was so complex and it you could really apply it to real life and you could learn lessons but even like he he kind of like lost some hope and and like when he when he met Mara Jade and as he developed like his skills and everything in the force or using the force like you kind of see like this inner inner battle with him and but he still had hope but like I I don't know I just I don't feel that with the with the what's happening now in Mm -hmm. Star Wars I I don't I almost see like a disconnect between the Star Wars that Lucasfilm that George Lucas started in the Star Wars that exists today so like you made a comment earlier about like George Lucas fans Star Wars fans and like Kathleen Kennedy or Disney Star Wars fans Mm -hmm. there is a divide and I hate it but it it's there Mm -hmm. so how do we fix it (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) and and, well and I think one of the a good way to fix it is a, a lot of people that aren't even in the Star Wars community, uh, e- I would say even fans are starting to realize the wrong that's what that's been happening because uh, kind of a nice segue is, and I'm surprised I saw this out of the uh, Forbes. I don't know if you guys probably seen this article from uh, yeah. what uh, his name is Gene Del Vecchio. And he, so basically he wrote this article. He, he's been 35 years uh, reporting uh, entertainment news and writes for Forbes. And the headline is uh, Disney's firing a Gina Carano is confusing and hypocritical, lacking sound management. Mm-hmm. This is a guy from the outside. And I'm not going to, re- uh, this is a long article, a great article for those who haven't seen it, but I'm just yeah, going to re- go read it. If you haven't read it, yet. but it I am going to read yeah. just the, the opening paragraph and this should get you on. He's mm-hmm. like, this is how everybody that's outside should be paying attention. I think, but uh, he says, I've been sitting on this article for a while, allowing my opinion to form. Uh, that's something that's new that many companies do not do not do do. <laughs> sorry, uh, something many companies don't do enough these days. Instead of they often rush to conclusions too fast, yielding to views of the social vocal members of the community rather than allowing time and consideration to inform decisions. And that's a great. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what everyone everyone should be doing. Yeah, well, well, the the way I feel, I mean, if if now a lot of more people, I think the one thing that is maybe a positive to the whole firing is that now it's kind of brought people to to recognize that you know the the argument about cancel culture being real that has been around for a while, and I kind of go like, look, it is real, okay, and and it happens on both ends of the spectrum. It's happening to far left people and right people. Do if you ask me who I think is going to happen more to, I'm going to go. Well, it's happening more to the people on the right. That is my opinion. People can argue that, but that isn't even the argument. The argument is that cancel culture is a real thing, and I think the positive of it is that people are now with this going. Wait, what? Like, why did they? You know, people who are tacitly like, okay, maybe they've hopped onto the fandom because of the Mandalorian. 
And, you know, looking at and following Gina Carano on her Instagram feed like I do, she will constantly post things about people going, look, we're here because of Gina. We're here because of the, the fan Cardoon. We have fallen and we have fallen in love with that character like I have and Joe have and we all have. We fell in love with that character. So if even if you don't know about the ins and outs of Star Wars like we do, those kind of people look at the character and go like, we love that character. And now they're like, wait, the character is gone? Wait, why? And then there is making them because something that they love is being removed. And even if they're very unaware of the social, you know, uh, battle, if you want to put it that way, going on, the cultural battle going on, it made them go, what? Why? And then it's making them more aware of what is going on. So to me, the way I, I, I feel that we fix anything has always been my philosophy for my entire life is we talk. We have conversations like we're having now. We have, but we have to all come from a point of it being a very uh, a coming to the table in, in in a very open way and an honest way. We need to have an honest conversation. So I know not all my opinions are going to be correct, but I also recognize that that all your opinions are not going to be wrong either because I disagree with you. So that is what I think we need to do. We need to recognize that, look, we need to have a conversation about what is going on. And in my opinion, the other thing we need to do is automatically begin to push back like we are now, the fandom is, on anything that is like coming like coming out of nowhere and being pushed on, you know, name-calling. The bad behavior that they've done, all the names that they've thrown at Gina, like, okay, that behavior isn't okay either, okay? I understand you're not happy, but that behavior... We're not going to accept. So if you have a problem, then come to me and let's talk about the problem. Let's figure that out. The only way we get better is by communicating. So that is the way I feel. We communicate more with people who are on the other end of the spectrum thinking, oh, no, I'm glad she got fired. Okay, why are you glad? What did you find? And have that talk. And then the people just come in to troll or hate or just throw, you know, the, the, the isms at us. They're like, okay, then then – then come to me genuine or don't come to me at all. That is why I think and we push you out. Like, if you want to talk about it, then we'll talk about it. We'll come in good faith and have a good faith discussion about it. But if you're not going to come with me in good faith, like you've been, done, been doing, Emily, you push them out. Like, no, no, I'm not going to talk to you until you come to me with good faith, and then I will be open and receptive to what you say, but you need to have that coming back. So that is the only thing I think we can do now at this point is to continue to, continue to push back at Disney being vocal about it going we're not happy with what you did we are not happy and over and over and over again because that is the corporation will eventually hear you hope and i think then when it comes to the fandom you know people like you and me just the people who love the ip that is when we go like okay we want to talk about it we can have the argument i want to go back to the argument about you know you know did did han shoot first i'd rather go there you know, I'd rather have that kind of fight. Uh, but you the know, good not, old days. Yeah, the good old days were like, no, Han shot first. Come on. You know, that kind of thing. But, you know, that is where... Blue lightsabers or green lightsabers? Dude, yellow. <laughs> yellow, but I'm not going to go there. Um, but uh, that, is my, that is my color. <laughs> Before Ray. Before Ray. <laughs> that is always my thing. I remember when she, you know, uh, lit up her, her yellow saber and went... Oh, that is gonna. That has always been my color. I'm like, okay, now I'm gonna deal with people going. You like gray? I'm like, mm, okay. But anyway, off tangent, but <laughs> off topic. But yeah, that that I think we need to. I think we just need to hold everybody. You know, they talk about accountability is a that that nice word that they throw out. So yeah, we will hold you accountable for bad behavior equally. 
So I think that is maybe where we begin to bridge the gap. Like, we love the Star Wars fandom. We love what we have. We've, we've been loving Mandalorian. We've been loving Grogu. We've been having, you know, Luke come back. We have all these Boba Fett. My God, Boba Fett coming back. All like, let's find the things that that in Madison's having Boba Fett. <laughs> um, but having having, you know, let's find the things that we connect on, and then then that is where we build. Like we we connect on this level here, and then these other like outlying issues. Let's talk about that. Is what I feel we need to do, and we need to con- encourage anybody from any end of the spectrum to come and have a conversation but if they become acting they come out and act in bad faith then we can go like okay we're done talking basically kind of like the adults taking the room like (laughs) okay we're going to talk about it if you come like an adult we can have a discussion that is where we go so that's what i feel i don't know what you guys think but that is why i feel like having conversations like we're doing is the beginning of where we begin to make kind of mend that bridge and mend that gap and and for the record uh before that i've actually uh this time and the first conversation I reached out to people I know that weren't supporters of Gina and they're glad that she got fired. But so I'm like, well, let, let's talk. We, we're going to have some supporters. We're gonna have, nobody wanted to come on really. So I'm like, well, screw it. We're going to have a big Gina love fest and I don't care about it. I, I'm, I'm all for it. So that's what, that, that's what it is. So, yep. <laughs> I mean, like we were talking about with the, the leadership kind of trickling down into the rest of the fandom. I don't think the star Wars fandom can heal at large until the leadership steps forward and says, hey, let's make this fandom a better place. I don't think it can really happen until they do that. Um, So I think something that's really important in the meantime is creating your own space. Like Gina talked about in her interview with the Daily Wire, like if you aren't welcome at this table, (laughs) go find your own table, make your own table. Yeah. I think that's crucial going forward. No, agree. Yeah. And, and I have to agree, like what happened to Gina is horrible the the firing like it, I completely agree it was it was unfair and, and shouldn't have happened with that being said it has like the support that she's getting is massive yeah and I think it, it there's a, a quote um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar it's our greatest fear by Marianne Williamson it's a long like mm-hmm. it's kind of long but at the very end it says and as we let our own light shine, we we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. And I 100% think that that is what's happening with Gina. Mm-hmm. She is unafraid to say what she thinks and what she believes. And what she's done is unconsciously given other people, in other words, her fans, permission to do the same mm-hmm. so people that have maybe been kind of shy about stating what they believe or you know being vocal about things you're seeing them step forward and they're speaking up and they're saying you know what this isn't okay and i stand with her so you know it, that's it's awful what happened to her but at the same time i i feel like this is all the stuff with Disney wouldn't have come forward if this hadn't happened. Yeah. All, all of the toxicity that we're seeing come up to the top, we, I don't think we would have realized just how, how far in it's gotten un, unless this had happened to Gina. So I, I hate what happened, but at the same time, like I, I kind of see there is a silver lining to the cloud. Yeah, absolutely. And I've, I've said this a couple of times, even I think on the first time, but it's like there was another – 
Star Wars actress, actor, that was very vocal in in her mm-hmm. real life, and her character was as identified as as her character was identified in the film was also. I'm trying to word this right, but uh, basically, what I'm saying is Carrie Fisher was Princess Leia. Princess Leia was Carrie Fisher, mm-hmm. and same thing with Gina Carano. And one got praised, and one <laughs> got. Hated on, yeah. My my princess, my marshal. That that is the way I look at it. Yeah, <laughs> but oh man, I'm just thinking. Got, got I've got to love those Alderaan women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I did that. I did that on on my Instagram. I posted a, a picture of uh, you know of uh, Carrie as Princess Leia when you know that first scene when you see her when she kind of pokes her head around the corner with a blaster in hand and then I did that with a uh, kind of a side by side of um, you know Cara Dune pointing her blaster and I kind of made the point like you know strong women have been here and we you know it was, I did it after International Women's Day because I kind of wanted to be like hey you know what I, I, I love International Women's Day but strong women need to be celebrated every day and I kind of made the point like here are two and I kind of want to be like, why are they any different? They're not. They're not any different. But it has to do with the culture and some people, how they can love one and hate the other. And I kind of go like, but they're doing the same thing. So, yeah, the hypocrisy is one of those things that drives me crazy. But, yeah, um, we, we, need, we need to continue to rally around, around her. I, I, that is the only way I think we continue to do this. Yeah. Yeah, and – Nice segue. Uh, I know we could talk for hours, but uh, you guys actually been have that planned for a while. So uh, you guys have been sharing on social media that you're starting a uh, a, a fan site. Can you tell us about a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I, I actually going back, like I think Madison and and Udi, you might have mentioned it too. Um, Gina had mentioned about she actually had a Nina Simone quote in. It was, you've got to learn to leave the table when love is no longer being served. Absolutely mm. love that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's absolutely right. So when you look at when you look at Disney and you look at Lucasfilm and you're seeing how they treated Gina and how they're obviously I think they've they've treated other employees as well, other content creators. And I I've worked or I, I work in the food industry now on the distribution side, but I, I used to run, um, manage a restaurant and there's something significant about a table <laughs> and a table is where as a family, you sit around and you talk about, you know, your, your hopes, your dreams, mm-hmm. um, you know, you make plans or so you have an experience at a table, but you, like you and I can sit at a table and we may not agree on everything, but as long as we have respect for each other, then we can usually have a conversation and that happens at that table. But like Nina Simone and like Gina mentioned, if love is no longer being served there, then it's time for you to get up and, and leave. So what we've done as, as a group, and it's not just me, it's not just Madison. There's Ashley, um, memory, Kara, Leslie, Daniel, um, who am I missing? Chantel, Shannon. <laughs> Did you say I Allie? Mean, yeah. Uh, um, Allie. I mean, there, there's a whole group, like our watch party group. What we've been doing is creating and setting a table. 
So for all of those fans out there who have been canceled or ridiculed or maligned because either they really agree with Gina or even, I mean, there's liberals out there that maybe don't agree with her at all politically or agree with everything that she's posted, but they really like her as a person or like her characters and they're being canceled because they just like her characters. Mm -hmm. So for all of those fans and for all of those people, what we've done is we've been working on a site and essentially setting a table and saving a space for them. That's what we've been doing. And it's, it's called GinaCarano.net. And, and we actually started it off as a Cara Dune fan site. <laughs> like, it was going to be a Star Wars community, obviously supporting Gina Carano. But we were, we had so much planned. And we had everything, like, the skeleton of it built. And then the news dropped about uh, Gina Carano being fired from the Mandalorian. And we had to, com- we just had to scrap it and, and figure out from there, like where we were going to go. So we decided, you know what, we are going to keep the conversation going because this is wrong, what they're doing. And Gina Carano deserves to be supported. And this is what we're going to do. So we decided to do Gina Carano.net and, Basically, it's going to be a fan site. Um, we're going to promote Gina Carano. It, it has a twofold purpose. We're, gonna, we're going to promote Gina Carano, but we're also going to foster an environment where fans can speak freely, you know, without fear of censure. Very cool. And you guys already started the socials for that. So I, I see, the numbers, see the numbers growing daily. So that's awesome. Yeah, and, and I just pulled it up on my phone. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm gonna yeah, be thirty three days. Yeah, I'm gonna be putting in my email right yeah. now as we're talking. <laughs> awesome! I, I know you're you're before you're teasing me, teasing it to me uh, when we we're talking. You know about because uh, I, I was uh, getting, I had a plan on, on getting Ashley on the show uh, when during the uh, We Love Cara Dune, uh Saturday the hashtag. I'm like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. so we're working on that. Then everything dropped, and I was like, ah, oh, so. <laughs> But, you know, you guys have been fighting. I mean, we, we've we all been fighting, but you guys have definitely had your uh, boots laced up the longest and and uh, going to battle. So uh, definitely admire everything you guys have been doing uh, since the beginning. I mean, you know, we're all – we became friends uh, not just because of the Mandalorian, but basically Mandalorian slash Gina Cardoon has been the main <laughs> – uh, purpose of that so I'm, you know that's something i'm happy for and uh, i'll be we'll we'll both be plugging the the site yep. the socials and yep. you know contri- con- i'm like i can't even contribute talk. contributing in anything you guys want us to too so. yeah i mean I, the one thing that that i was going to comment like um we when we did our previous talk joe and i in madison we did that as a kind of a special episode for both of our podcasts and when we put that out i found that interesting my um, my other co-host, Mark, he's in charge of the entire thing. He looks at our numbers. He looks at our followers and everything. He goes, you know, we lost people after that. I'm like, really? We did? He's like, yeah. I go, and how do you feel about it? He's like, I don't care. I'm glad we <laughs> did that. So when I told him about this, he's like, okay, good. He has no, because he's of the same mind. We need to continue. Like, we need to keep on breaking through whatever. If people are going to disengage with us because of one tiny thing, we can't help that, but we need to continue to keep on talking. And I, you know, and I'm so amazingly uh, excited about what you guys are doing there because, yeah, 
you guys are walking the walk. You know, you're not just talking the talk; you're walking the walk, and you and that is what we need more of. And, and Madison, you've said it before, and 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 you guys are doing it, and that is fantastic. So yeah, whatever we can do to help, I will be more than happy to do that because I think these are the steps we take as a community to make everything better. Can we tell you a little bit more about what we're going to have? Go for it. Absolutely. Go for it. You can, you can go for another hour or two. I, I'm like, I'm like a sponge. Bring it on. Yeah. <laughs> Madison, do you want to talk? About, I feel like I'm talking a lot. So <laughs> Madison, <laughs> Well, I mean, what Emily's not saying is that she's she's doing a lot of this, and I'm kind of just along for the ride, contributing as I can. But <laughs> Emily, like, she's she's putting so much hard work into this. Um, but I mean, one thing I'm excited about is there's going to be like artwork featured on the website, mm-hmm. and occasionally there will be art giveaways. Obviously, these are like Gina related, so Gina's characters. There is still going to be like some Cara Dune stuff, but obviously we're going to include all of her other roles now as well. Um, so there's going to be occasional art giveaways and maybe even even some prints sold like through the site. We're working on some merch designs. There's going to be all kinds of fun stuff. Awesome. Yeah, and and like I love supporting like the small businesses, the the up and coming artists. So uh, and obviously Madison is one of them. So we're going to feature her art on them. But so we'll have the main site which is you can actually get a little bit of a preview. If you go to um, GinaCarano.net, you'll see a countdown ticker on there. But on the homepage, you'll you'll come in. There's going to be some, like, new stuff. And there's going to be a forum, which is where a lot of the conversation will be going between fans. And we're going to have a database on there where we list – her movies that she's been in with like a short description we're working on like putting somewhere in there where you can see where you can go watch it um it'll also show like her her tv show she's been on basically like a genopedia almost (laughs) and like we're gonna have sections in there where people can have watch parties or or organize watch parties um I mean, there's so much <laughs> that I feel like sometimes I, I get off of like an Instagram live or, or a podcast and I think, oh, I forgot to tell them about that. I do that all but, the time. <laughs> yeah. But it's really a fan driven movement. Like we're fans of Gina Carano and we're putting this on. It's like it's by the fans for the fans. And in like we even have um, a what was it that we were? Like we, so we're, we're going to have like the monthly, like featured artists, but then we're also going to have a, a, uh, featurette on like a monthly member spotlight. That's what I'm trying oh, to think cool. of. Oh, okay. We're, we're going to have a monthly member spotlight and we'll probably put that in. We're, we're also going to have a blog and a newsletter. Um, so that way fans can, can stay connected because, I feel like she has a she has a following on Facebook, then she has a following on Twitter, and then she has one on Instagram, and it's all kind of just broken up. And essentially, what we're trying to do is unite her fan base and give them content that they can, you know, if they if we're gonna have, we've been working on some original content like stickers and stuff to give away. We've 
gotten some merch, <laughs> some Cardoon merch <laughs> that we plan on, you know, um, letting fans have the chance to enter to win those. And maybe one day we'll have some sort of like mini fan convention or we plan on being very active, like having tables at conventions and stuff and, and having that stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> I love it. Um, but I mean, we're, we've been working and it's, and it's not just me. It's, it's Ash and, and everyone else in the group too. I think Madison doesn't give herself enough credit, but we've all, <laughs> we've all put so much time and effort into like, creating this content and this site for other fans. Um, so that way they have, they have a place to go and, and to converse with other people and make friends. Like why not? Awesome. Uncensored too, because like Twitter and all these other sites are so manipulated, you know, they can control which comment goes to the top or they can take a, a few thousand likes off, you know? So we're, we're glad to kind of create our own space here. That's un unmonitored and uncontrolled by, you know, Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, what have you. Yeah. And, and one thing I, I do want to make sure that, you know, we make clear because we get this quite a bit where people will mistake us for Gina. <laughs> I, I get DMS all the time. And, uh, and that's another thing that absolutely blew my mind away. Like when we announced that we were doing this and we started getting the socials out there, fans just poured, poured their love out. And they said, you know, if there's anything that we can do to help, like, this is what I'm good at. This is, this is my specialty. Mm -hmm. Like I I'm a, I'm a stay at home mom. So I have time. Like, let me, let me do something if there's anything that I can do. And that just like, it, it kind of made me tear up because I thought this, this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing that I do want to make clear is we're not Gina Carano. <laughs> <laughs> we are a fan group and a, and a fan site and a fan community um, but we, we're not doing this for money. Like, uh, obviously she's gotten a lot of, um, fame and recognition after her firing. I, I have one, my best friend who is a business professor, um, that is no way, like she has no interest whatsoever in star Wars or anything like that. Like she even mentioned to me one time we were having breakfast together and she said, you know, I, I saw something about that Gina Carano girl that you follow. And she said, <laughs> what happened was totally wrong. And, you know, so that's someone like completely unrelated that, mm -hmm. that even said that. But like, we're not in this for the money. <laughs> we, we've invested our own time and money into building this site and community. So we actually just this past week, we because we're going to be selling merch um, to help with the maintenance the cost of the maintenance of the site we created an actual business for this and we registered it as non-profit or a not-for-profit and everything essentially everything that we make in excess of the our cost or advertising or anything like that we're going to put right back into a charity oh very of, easy. of our yeah. choosing for the month so, you know, I, I want to be transparent. I'm, I'm all about transparency, whether it's in politics or business, <laughs> yeah. but I want to be transparent for fans out there. We're, we're not here to make money off of Gina. Obviously, we're going to sell things on our site like T-shirts and um, we have original stuff that we're creating. Our T-shirts, 
hoodies, I mean, like keychains, stickers, you name it, we're going to have it. Um, but that's where a lot of the, that we're going to reinvest into making the site better. I'm all for customer service. Like that's my thing. <laughs> I, I believe in creating a great customer experience. And in this case, like I want there to be a great fan experience on this site. And I'm all about that. So we're going to reinvest that money back into it. And then whatever else we have, we're going to, we're going to put into a charity. And, and a lot of it will be like for child trafficking, um, child cancer research. Beautiful. Um, I mean, all sorts of different things. But another thing that's near and dear to my heart that we're going to have is last year we had a Giving in Honor of Gina event. Yeah. And we're basically going to do like the same thing sort of this year, except we're going to have a challenge for fans. And I I don't want people just to do something because it's tied to Gina, although there's a lot of motivation behind that. Like we, we're going to challenge fans to do things like actually organize food drives in your area or, you know, some sort of donation drive. Like do something local that has a bigger impact other than just what you're posting on social media. Like, you know, I can go buy a can of food and take it to my local food bank, but it has such a greater impact if I'm actually organizing it and getting other people involved. So yeah. we're going to, we're going to step it up a notch this year <laughs> and, uh, and try to get some more like local, have a, a larger local impact. Very cool. Yeah. We were really proud to be part of that mm-hmm. uh, over the last year and we'll be even more proud to continue yeah, the support. So <laughs> very cool. Yeah. We're excited about it. Well, awesome. So, like I said, we could, again, we could probably keep going on for hours, but, you know, yeah, we all, it's a weekend. We got to have yeah, fun during yeah. the weekend, but, um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I would love to have talk about it again once the site is live. Uh, yeah. I know I'm on the sign up already and following the socials. So yeah, uh, we'll definitely share that. Um, if you, oh, you know what you guys should do. Because um, I, I, Udi, I'm pretty sure Joey probably told you, but so with our site, we have a, a soft launch and then we have a hard launch. So the hard launch, we're going to have uh, about 25 to 50 fans that are going to join us live when it actually launches. Um, and for those fans, it, we're going to have some special stuff, <laughs> <laughs> but before the hard launch, <laughs> before the hard launch, the soft launch is actually going to be for media. So, podcast personnel, podcasts, media personnel, like YouTubers, different things like that. You guys should do like a live. Can you do like a live you know, podcast? I'm I'm working on that right now. Um, for my Disney Universe podcast, I've been testing the restream, and uh, and I'm 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 planning on. Uh, I don't know if I was uh, motivated to do it once uh, Madison saying she's doing her uh, reaction videos. I'm like, you know what? I'm still doing podcasting. I, I love it, but I'm, I've been kind of touching base a little bit more with the YouTubing. So yeah, that that is a weird coincidence that after <laughs> Madison started doing it, Joy's like, hey, I need to hop in on that. Yeah, yeah. So so, so I, I have so been testing the uh, live streaming uh, for the podcast. So maybe not a live podcast, but maybe just do like a. 
it, whenever you're on the the soft launch, like when we get you guys in there, maybe just like actually you guys do your podcast and, and react or I, I don't know. It's your podcast. You do whatever you want to you do. But we, I mean, we could you know, have a thing where like people are in there live at the time and then it's uploaded later for everyone else. Yeah. To see. Yeah, no, you know what? I I I want to do that now. No, you got my my mind rolling. Now you got my mind going because I mean, wheels are turning. Yeah, wheels are turning. I, you know, any little thing jumps in my head. I'm like, hey, how about you know how? I mean, anybody who's going to be creating, try to build things, you always have that thing of like, hey, what about that? And how about that? And what about that? Well, we recorded the first part with Madison. We were telling her like, well, we're not sure how we're going to put this out yet. We yeah. just know we wanted to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, so, and, do you guys have a? Go ahead. Sorry, Emma. go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you go ahead. Oh, Emma. I was going to say, do you guys have a an Instagram for your podcast? Yeah, I I, I have my personal one, and, and I can give them to you when we're done here. Um, but I have my personal one and the the podcast one, which I I don't have. I don't. Again, my 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 co-host Mark is the 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 driver over there, but I do have access, so I will hop on and hop off occasionally. I know Joe Joe has like twenty Instagrams that he works for every show. He's got like. <laughs> Five different, no joke, no five different podcasts. So that the man has all of those, and he, I'm like, there you go, Joe. I do, I do one with him, and he, like, he, he does all that. So yeah, but we do. Well, the here's my thought though. What? So you could record your podcast, like, and as we're doing the soft launch, so you guys have content for your for your podcast. But we could do you. So we used to do this. Um, there used to be like this radio show local here, but so it was on the radio, but then they would do it like a Facebook live, the mm-hmm. radio station one. Mm-hmm. So you could do like your podcast, but then do an Instagram live. Yeah. That's of you what guys was, doing your podcast. That's what just, I was thinking just to about. Get people like this. <laughs> this is kind of like how this is how it works or, or whatever. But if you guys decide to do that, we could probably connect you with some um, Cara Dune, like, or, or Gina Carano Instagram pages that have like, you know, 10,000, like if, if they host it and then invite everyone in, then that just, your reach yeah. is a lot bigger. You know, the thing is on my other, my other podcast, we have began that now is before we actually sit down to record, we go up on Instagram live and we kind of mm-hmm. talk to our followers, whoever hops on to kind of talk yeah. about, you know, Hey, what's going on? This is where we are. And we're about to record and we are literally conversing while we are setting up our gear. And we yeah. kind of opened up that, that thing of like now every every two weeks is when we record. We're going to have at one point in time, we're going to be up on Instagram Live just talking. So that is a great idea. That would be great. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'll definitely do that. I was, yeah. I was actually thinking about that. And I'm like, hmm, we could do Restream. We could do IG Live. <laughs> Yeah, there are a lot of things that we can do now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm so excited. Like I I can't wait for fans um, and for people to see what our team has been working so hard to yeah. do for fellow fans. Like, yeah, it, it's I think it's it's extra special because it's actual fans. Like we're we're doing this for other fans. So coming from a fan perspective, like we just put so much more, I think, love and attention that we're, that we're pouring into it because we want other fans to have a stellar product. Awesome. Yeah. And I'm sure we'll be in contact leading up to the launch too. So yeah, I'm definitely, we'll, 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 we'll definitely uh, do some kind of live stream the launch day or even before whenever. So, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for it too. So 
Yeah, and, and I'm going to take the moment to thank both of you for uh, not only hopping on talking with us, but then, then like I said, you guys are doing, uh, you're, you're lifting and you're pushing the uh, what we need. And, uh, you know, and anybody who's going to hear this right now, and anybody who's a supporter of Gina Carano, Cardoon, or, or, and, or, or uh, said about what is going on and want to do something to try to correct and right the ship, this is how we do it. And we need to support people like Emily and Madison, that entire group in this website. We need to we need to show that hey, these kind of things are for real. These things are important to us, and this is how we do it. So we go in and we support. So I'm going to put the call out right now. When that goes live, you know anybody who hears that, put your ears to the ground. Go to, go to the website, sign up. I already did. Um, my email is there. <clears throat> We all need to do that. So anybody here, you know, fans of the DU, the LTP, you know, or for, for the Mando show, whoever, any of you guys listen to this, please, if you want to support good people creating good content, this is what we do right here. Uh, these these wonderful people are walking that walk. So let, let us all get together, band together like we have been, and continue to move forward and support these people. So please go there, support them. I already am. I'm wearing Me too. Madison shirt. All these little tiny things that all show that we're we're really here behind that. And so please, please support these people. This is the goodness. This is what Star Wars is about. What we're talking about right here, what these people are doing, this is what real fandom is about. This is what Star Wars is really about about so if you believe that and you feel that then come on in we we love you we're going to open the door and let people in like come on come on we want everybody who wants to love the love the fandom love the ip love the message we don't care about anything else that but you love that that is what we care about and you're here to support that so come on in as you're talking i'm just thinking at the sorry going to rise of skywalkers like they win by thinking we're by making us think we're alone you know, then there the, are more of us. Exactly, <laughs> there are more of us, Poe. There are more of us. So, uh, sorry, I, everything I can refer back to any kind of Star Wars. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I can't. I can't top what Udi said. I totally agree. Thank you, ladies, for joining us. Um, we're going to have an even bigger group next time. <laughs> so uh, even even this chat keeps growing, and maybe that one will be on YouTube. Uh, before we let you guys go, though. Uh, Madison, Emily, can you let let our let our listeners know where they can find you guys and uh, follow? Yeah, uh, you can follow me at Madison underscore Thames T H A M E S on Twitter. I'm also on Instagram at MadisonThames.art. That's more mainly just for my artwork. Um, and you can also follow me at Doing Talking on. I've got my YouTube channel still up where I'm doing reactions to great Falcon reactions. and Winter Soldier now. That just started. So, it was great yay. too. It was great. I love it. By the way, I watched your one for the end of uh, WandaVision. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm Emily Locke, and you can follow me personally at M E E M M Y Locke L O C K E. So at Emmy Locke. On Twitter, um, I don't remember my Instagram, but the most important thing is Emily Daisy Locke. <laughs> is, it, is it Emily Daisy? I don't remember. Like I just I don't remember. But the most important one that I really want everyone to follow yes. is 
at Gina Carano net. So that's at Gina Carano net. And that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's the same for all of them. Um, and Udi, I think you put it perfectly. Gina said they can't cancel us if we don't let them. And referring back to her, you know, if love is no longer being served at the table, then you need to leave. Well, we've set the table. So any fan that's at the sound of my voice or in the sound of my voice, we've set the table and we're saving you a seat. So come join us. And it's a buffet. So plenty of food. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Well, awesome. I can't wait to do this again. And uh, thank you guys for taking the time to join us. And uh, I'll I'll let Ubi end it. No, no, no. Um, Thank you. Thank you both Emily and Madison. Uh, It has been a great pleasure uh, to meet both of you, Madison, we talked before. Emily is the first time we're talking, and uh, I want to thank you for everything you're doing. Um, and I think our listeners are going to really enjoy this. Um, and it has been a pleasure and an honor to talk to both of you. And I thank you again from the bottom of my heart for what you're doing. Yes, new friends. Yeah, new <laughs> friends and new Star Wars friends. More friends are better. And thank everybody for listening. Yep.